0: transcendentally sweet and powerful, like Radharani's mercy is flowing there. So Nandan Swami was there, and he met one sadhu. And the sadhu said, how are you? And Mara said, I am so happy. I'm at this place, Vasha. I'm so happy. Right. And the sadhu said, if you can't be happy here, you can't be happy anywhere. Huh? Well. This is the place of peace and happiness. Huh? So I said to everyone, hands up if you want to be peaceful and happy. Everyone put their hand up. And then I said, who is peaceful and happy? Not everyone put their If you're here in this temple, which is non-different from Varsana, it is the spiritual world, it is non-different from Vrindavan, Prabhupada said. Rad, Radharani is right there. Krishna is right there. If you can't be happy and peaceful here, you can't be happy and peaceful anywhere. Understand that point. <laughs> if you're not happy and peaceful right now, sitting here in these four walls of this temple, the whole spiritual world, Prabhupada said, is in the four walls of the temple. If you're not happy here, you can't be happy anywhere. Yeah, this is the nature of the material world. Uh, the material world is a, is a place of suffering and it is temporary, Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita. <laughs> but this is the opposite. So Bhagavatam is teaching us about peace and love. So now the question is, why is this chapter called Haranya Kashipu Terrorizes the Universe? Why do we need to hear about this? Why is that necessary? Why do we have a chapter which is called Haranya Kashipu? Who is the biggest demon ever? You know, we read about all the demons. What are some of the demons' names? Yeah, Kamsa, he was big. Ravana, he was big. Kumbhakana, he was big. Right? Uh, we have Hrani Kashipu, Hranyaksha, Kumbhakana, Ravana, Dantavakra, Shishupala, Kamsa. You know, big, big demons. Big demons. But who was the biggest out of all of them? It was Hrani He was the biggest. He was the most powerful ravana he was so powerful ravana you know ravana Huh? who killed ravana uh, ramachandra when is ramachandra's appearance two more days ramachandra's appearance he killed ravana right so ravana he was so powerful such a big big demon so powerful He did everything practically like Hiranyakashipu. What we read about Hiranyakashipu, Ravana was doing virtually the same thing. (coughs) Ravana was the reincarnation of Hiranyakashipu. So he was so powerful. And Narada said to him, Ravana, you think you are powerful, but in your last life you were much more powerful. Ravana said, how could I be more powerful? I'm so powerful. How could I be more powerful? Narada said, come with me. So they went. And there was one small hill. It was made of gold. Solid gold. And Narada said to Ravana, he said, You see that little hill? In your previous life, that was your earring.
1: <laughs>
0: that was your earring. You were so big, that was Haranyakashipu. He was the most powerful. So he was the most powerful demon ever in the universe. So powerful, Ranyakashipu. So why are we hearing about him terrorizing the universe? Why do we need to hear about this? Because when you're teaching, because we're living in the material world, are we in the material world or the spiritual world? Material world, yeah. Not so good, huh? It's okay. It's okay. But the spiritual world is better, right? When we go to the spiritual world, it's much better. Uh, we can't even understand Kanambakana Swami, he passed away just a few weeks ago. He said, he said, you cannot imagine what it is like. You cannot imagine what it is like. How wonderful it is. You cannot imagine. But we're in this world right now. In In the spiritual world, you don't need Bhagavatam class. In the morning, everyone doesn't come together and sit down and say, okay, How do I become detached? You know, everyone is already detached. They're already attached to Krishna. When you're attached to Krishna, you're automatically moksha krit means everything else you're detached from. So, uh, in the material world, we have to hear about these things, the nature of duality. Why? Because we are attached to this material world. So that's why we hear about it. That's why the Bhagavatam speaks about these things. When you're a good teacher, when you're proving your point, you're speaking about something good, Krishna does this all through the Bhagavad Gita. When you're speaking about something good, what is a good good way to highlight the good thing that you are speaking about? You speak about the opposite, the negative thing. Then everyone will understand, okay, that's what that is. How do you understand what light is, what what white is, what illumination is? You speak about darkness, right? If you understand darkness, then you understand what is light, right? If you understand light, if you hear about darkness, you understand light better. Does it make sense? Yeah, so Krishna teaches like this. Oh, if you understand this, now you understand that is the opposite. So why are we hearing about Hiranyakashipu? terrorizing the universe in a scripture which speaks about peace and goodwill. So now we understand what is the opposite. So we become detached from it. Because the Bhagavatam is teaching us to become detached uh, from Maya. We don't want to be like Herendikashipu. You do? No. (laughs) We don't want to be like Krishna Krishna teaches in the 16th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. What is chapter 16 called? The divine and and demoniac nature, right? Sura and Asura. There are only two two types of people in this material world. In the spiritual world, there is only one type of person. What is in the spiritual world? Yeah, Sura, divine, very good, yeah. Only devotees. In the spiritual world, only devotee. Everyone is devotee. Hands up, you like to go there. Yeah. Yeah, we should. (laughs) Because everyone is a devotee. Imagine. We can't even imagine, actually. Imagine everyone's a devotee. (laughs) How nice would that be? And everything is prasadam. (laughs) Imagine. Can you imagine? Everything is prasadam. Just like you fly through did you go through Singapore Airport which one KL yeah Kuala Lumpur yeah so you go through one of the airports right and then you're flying from India to Australia and you're hungry right and then you get to Singapore there's no Prasadam we bring Prasadam on the plane with us we always take Prasadam with us because you get to the airport but in the spiritual world it's all Prasad right everywhere you go only Prasad how nice would that be? You know, now we're devotees, we have to always, oh, you know, is there prasadam? Oh, it's not prasadam. Oh, I'm hungry. There's nothing. You know, that doesn't happen up there. We take our own prasadam on the plane. Uh, a few years ago, I was on the plane. And, you know, then they bring the meals around. Yeah, everyone gets their meal. So, they, everyone started eating. So, we brought our prasadam out. We're eating. So, I'm, I'm taking, uh, I think it was samosa eating some nice samosa you like samosa yeah you like yeah you people like you eat too much all you people so we're eating some samosa and then one lady she's sitting two or three row uh, seats from me and she's looking like what are you eating and then i'm eating samosa and i look and she's like looking at me and she goes what is that i said samosa i said we bring our own food this plain food is not so good Oh, yeah. She goes, oh, this looks very good. I said, you like one? She goes, yeah, that'd be good. So I give her a samosa. She goes, yeah, samosa. <laughs> she goes, oh. She goes, this is really good. This is really good. I said, yeah, well, we're not going to eat the plain food. Uh, we eat the spiritual food. I said, spiritual food offered to Krishna. I said, only take prasad the rest of your life. You will go back to Godhead. You'll go back to Krishna. Chant the holy name of Krishna, Maha Mantra. I gave her beads. I said, come on. No, I didn't really do all this. But, <laughs> uh, but we gave her some prasad. And then she became purified. <laughs> uh, so this is the system. In spiritual world, only prasadam, only devotees. But in the material world, not everything is prasadam. That's a problem. And not everyone is a devotee. That's a problem. <laughs> So that's why we're hearing about this to become detached from this world (coughs) so in the 16th chapter krishna speaks about divine and demoniac nature Uh, because in the material world you have both in the material world there are only two types of people either you're a theist you surrender to god you follow his instructions which makes you sura means you're a divine or you're asura Our sura means, I don't believe in God, or I will not follow His teachings, His instructions. I'm rebellious. Now, Krishna analyzes the qualities of the two. (laughs) For the devotee, He gives many qualities. Just like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gives in Sanatana Shiksha in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. He said there are 26 qualities of a devotee. What are the 26 qualities of the devotee? Kripalu akritadroha, satchasara, sama, right? 26 qualities are given, right? I memorize them all. I haven't revised it for a while. I have to go through and memorize, but very nice. You can meditate on those 26 qualities. Kripalu, compassionate. Akritadroha, humble. Satchasara, speaks truthfully. Sama, equipoised. right? Mild, oh, so many qualities. Gambira, deep, right? So many qualities are there. But then the demons, the Asura, they also have negative qualities pride, envy, lust, anger, greed, illusion. Mm. Not good qualities. Uh, we have to give those things up. These Harani Kashipu's qualities. Uh, That's why we're hearing about why because otherwise, you know, we would ask is a scripture about peace and love Why do we hear about some demon who has pride and illusion and anger and greed and lust and envy? Why do we hear about that? Why because we have to understand this is what we should not be Why because that is in us it is still there Hands up you have no lust Hands up you have no pride hands up. You have no envy. No one can put their hand up. It is there Anger and greed, it is still there. Illusion, it's still there. Why do we have to hear? Because now we understand, I have to give it up. How do you give it up? Sadhana bhakti. You have to practice sadhana. Sadhana means you have to practice being a devotee. Like sometimes we don't act like devotee. Sometimes we do things and we think, oh, that that was not very good. I should not act like that. And then we have to say, okay, next time I I will try better. You know, so we have to learn these things so we can give these qualities up. You should see, when you're practicing Krishna consciousness for many years, you should see that over the years you are improving. If you're going backwards, that means there's something wrong. Because if you follow this process properly, you will go forward. That, that is guaranteed. You will go forward. Hands up if you're making more advancement every year. Every year, okay, every month, every month, every year. Every month, every year, whatever it is. Hands up, you're going forward. Yeah, you should be. If you're ever going backwards, that means there's you're not applying the process properly. If you follow the four regulative principles and you chant 16 rounds a day minimum, you will become purified if you do it properly. If you don't do it properly, you don't get purified. You can chant Bahu Jamma Kariyadi Shravan, Kirtana. Bahu Jamma. What is Bahu Jamma? Many births. Uh, bahu Jamma. Uh, you can chant for lifetimes. Keep chanting. Keep chanting. You can keep coming back to the temple for many lives. Everything is there. The Sunday feast will be there. You can keep coming back. But you won't go back to Krishna. Bahujama. Uh, is it good? Hey, how about that? No, not good. <laughs> so Bahujama. Uh, you can go lifetimes. Hmm? Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur said we should go back to Krishna in this lifetime. Right? In this lifetime. We should go back. Uh, it is possible. Prabhupada said, if you chant 16 rounds minimum and follow the four regular principles, you will go back in this lifetime. But you have to do it properly, attentively. Uh, but you will go back. That's how powerful the process is. You can give up your demoniac nature. Uh, Hiranyakashipu. Uh, he was a demon. What is the nature of a demon? The nature of the demon is he is very selfish, but uh, the nature of or actually the nature of the material energy, Bhakti Sananta Saraswati Tarko explains this, is that the material energy is dead. It is inanimate. It is achit. You understand? Achit. Just like this, uh, what do you call it? Desk. Desk. Okay, this desk, right? Is it alive? Is it conscious? Hare Krishna. Mr. Desk, it's almost Prasadan time. Are you hungry? Hare ball? Nothing. Huh? Why don't you speak back to me? I'm speaking to you. You're very rude. Hare Krishna? No, nothing. Right, because achit. So the nature of the material energy, it is achit, it is unconscious. It is material. So Bhakti Saraswati Saraswai says, even if you are a king, hands up if you're a king or a queen. <laughs> no one? Okay, well, that's a shame. If you're a king even, he says, even if you have a big kingdom, this is what happened to Hirani Kashipu. Even if you have a big kingdom, right? Bhakti Saraswati Saraswai says, after some time, you will attack the next kingdom. Why? Because the material energy, because it is dead, you will become bored with it. That's what happens to people. You see, you can live in the biggest house in, in Melbourne, you know, big, big house, but after some time, you'll move to another house. Even if it's so beautiful, you have everything you need, but after some time, you'll think, oh, I don't like it anymore. It's boring, it's like, and then you'll move. That's the nature of the material energy. Uh, because it is dead, it can't satisfy the soul. That's why for devotees, we practice vairagya. Vairagya-vijja-nija-bhakti-yogena. Uh, Savabhom-bhattacharya. When he glorifies Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he wrote some verses, 100 verses, glorifying Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He says, vairagya vijja nija bhakti yoga. The bhakti-yoga that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to teach us is full of vairagya and vidya, right? Vairagya means detachment. Vidya means full of knowledge. People see the Hare Krishna devotees, even if you're Grihastha. Like brahmacharis are practicing vairagya, because that's the nature of the ashram. You don't have many things. Right? Everything you have is in one wardrobe, right? Huh? Is it? Huh? Or a big wardrobe? Huh? Small. Small. No, I'm asking them like that. I used to live there. I used to live in the Ashram. When I lived in the Ashram, I brought small wardrobes for everyone. Small wardrobes. Years ago, I brought small ones. Now I think, I don't know if they're bigger or not, or what you get. So anyway, no, the point is, everything you own is in that wardrobe, right? Maybe it's a bit bigger now, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's an upgrade. <laughs> Brahma? No space. No space. <laughs> uh, so everything you own, even so it's in one thing, that's Vairagya. Right? How many people outside, in the outside world, everything they own is just in like one wardrobe? Not possible. Right? Everyone, everyone owns so many things. So, Hare Krishna, even the Grihasthas, we live much more simply than other people. We have less material mm, objects, or material facility, or material, what's the word? Uh, material things, right? We have much less, and we're more detached. Right? That's how people see the Hare Krishna movement. Oh, it's detachment. Sometimes people ask us, when you join, they say, do you have to give everything? To the Hare Krishna that's what they think you join and you just give everything give your car give your house give everything in your bank account do they say this to you they think that yeah they say oh did you have to give everything yeah that's what they think because that's vairagya because when you practice bhakti you don't want so many material things you're happier just to serve krishna Material things will not give you happiness. Why? Because they're dead. That's why devotees, we're, we're, devotees are more intelligent. That's why we study Bhagavatam. Bhagavatam is telling us that it's all dead. So why just accumulate more things? Why just do that? Why do you need more and more? <coughs> How many saris do you need? How many saris do you need? Huh? Okay, so if you do a lot of service, how many do you need? For example, you have to go to the every day, you need at least three Very good. Three. Three. Minimum. Minimum. So we say five, to be fair. Yeah. Okay, five. That, that's opulent. Okay, hands up any manager who has only five saris. Yeah, a very good one. This <laughs> no, is detached. Okay, but if she goes to the altar, she'll have six. Yeah, six, that's very good. So, okay, so we'll say six to be fair. It has only six Sorry, No, no one's gonna put their hand on, only two, right? This is the nature of the material energy, right? Most need at least 18 Saras. No, no, 32. No, 108. No. Actually, I saw a picture the other day on the internet Uh, Beyonce you heard of Beyonce you know yeah she's like famous singer like one of the most famous singers in the world they had a picture of her shoes and I would say it would take up one quarter of the temple so like here like all that and she's standing behind it like what is that you can't even there must have been 2,000 pairs How can, when are you going to, when, when, even if you put them on like every day, like, you know, put on every five minutes, you're not going to wear them all. What's the point? And people think, oh, look, she has so many, she's successful, she's happy. Where's the happiness? What if you want to go on a holiday? You have to take a truck just to put your shoes in. There's no happiness. That's the nature of the mature world. So this is what the Bhagavatam is teaching us. Uh, because the nature of the material energy it is dead and because it is dead it can't make you happy Only one thing can make you happy in this world. What is that? Krishna actually it is Kirtan Ras Prabhupada says in the song book of the Vaishnavacharas, you know the song book? It's called Songbook book of Vaishnavacharas in the beginning if you read it Prabhupada says the safest place in the material world is in kirtan, ras. So what is kirtan, ras? Kirtan, what does kirtan mean? Glorify, yeah, it means chanting. Kirtan, chanting. Yeah, glorifying Krishna, kirtan. What is kirtan, ras? Rasa means pleasure, mellow. So you can be in Kirtan, but your mind can be in Hawaii. possible. You can be in Kirtan, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, but your mind can be somewhere else. But if you're in the Kirtan and you're uh, relishing the mellows of chanting the holy name of Krishna, right? that is, Prabhupada said, that is the safest place in the material world. So when you're absorbed in Kirtan Rās, you won't have, your, all your material desires and attachments will go away. Mm. Kanambakanana Swami was saying this. I said that on the Gaupanim class. and Swami said, he said, there is only the holy name. Uh, there is nothing else, just the holy name. Uh, the holy name is everything. Namashraya, if we take shelter of the holy name, uh, by that Kirtan Rās, we will go back to Krishna. In this lifetime, so the Bhagavatam is teaching us: give up your material attachments. Don't be like Haranikashi uh, Be like Pralad Maharaj. All right, then you will go back to Krishna. Any questions or comments? Um, what we, yes, sir. was able to start start again start again start again sorry everyone can is it working (coughs) no sound this is the material world no sound spiritual working there is sound the material world no sound Material world means nothing. Material world means nothing works. Spiritual world means no microphones. Imagine the spiritual, there's no speakers. You know, when you go to India, there's so many speakers. How do you, Krishna? Not working? Okay, I'll repeat the question. Turn this one down a bit, it's too loud now. This one's too loud. There yeah, you go. Yeah. Yeah. They were one of the intoxication. Yeah. They were able to do yeah. 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 So the question is, uh, if you break the principle, the regulative principle of taking intoxication, uh, it will destroy the, the ability to perform austerity, tapasya. Uh, if you drink, or you smoke, or you <clears throat> take drugs, then the ability, okay. So what it means is that, uh, how can Hirani Kashipu, he's, he's doing so many austerities, but then he was also taking intoxication. How is it possible? Because what he would do, and this is called uh, Boga Tiag. You know Boga Tiag? What does it mean? Boga means enjoyment. Tiag means renunciation. So this is what uh, materialist, materialistic people, demoniac people, this is what they do. They do Tiag, renunciation. So he went to the forest. And he did so much austerity to become powerful. But then when he comes back from the forest, then he says, now let me enjoy my, now I'm powerful, let me enjoy my senses. Boga. Where is the boga? Hey, stop talking, guys. If you're working out the microphone, don't make noise. Okay, so uh, it is called boga and tiaga, right? So, devotees should not do this. Sometimes we do it as well as devotees. right? We get too much austerity. You know, I'm, not any right? I'm not eating any sweets. I'm not eating any sweets. And then when we finish our tapasya, you know, one week I would not eat any sweets. But then on the Sunday we eat too many sweets. It's, have you done it before? Yeah, we all do it. Boga Tiaga, Boga Tiaga. Prabhupada said we should just take the, the medium path. Yeah, not too renounced, but not too attached. Prabhupada said, actually that's better for Krishna consciousness. That's why Grihastha ashram is there. Bhaktivinoda says in Kali Yuga, Grihastha ashram is a good ashram for Vaishnavas. If you can be brahmachari or sannyas, it's better. If you can do it genuinely, you know, which some can, if you can do it, you, know, you have our blessings. But for most of the devotees, Grihastha ashram is good. Why? Not too much austerity, not too much enjoyment. Just balance, just like that. Go back to Godhead, gradually. Uh, uh, Brahmachari ashram is the sure way to go back to Krishna, if you practice properly. Because you can also be mitchacha. You can also be pretender, put on saffron, but in the mind, so many things. That's also possible. But if you do it properly, then it is sure way back. But greenhouse Ashram is the safe way. Hmm? So don't do Boga and Tiag. Uh, this is what Harani Kashyapu is doing. Yeah, like he, so much austerity, but then so much enjoyment. What's the point? Hmm. Not so good. That's a good question. Okay. Any other questions? Is this working or not working?
1: <coughs> yep.
0: It is working? It's working. Okay, it's working. Please use the transcendental microphone.
2: Uh, Thank you for the class, Pro. First of all, I wanted to apologize. I forgot to say, uh, when I say I have six series, I forgot that I have two more, so it was strong information. (laughs) That, You're but, in the
0: temple room, so you have to make sure you tell the truth.
2: <laughs> yeah, for that reason, I have to apologize. Okay, so,
0: uh, the,
2: the another thing is, in that regard... But another thing saris.
1: Krishna
2: is, still loves you. Thank you. That's okay. Uh, it's uh, regarding the use of the resources. According to their nature, for example, if we talk the example of saris, some ladies, they feel more comfortable when they have enough for the my peace of mind, and some ladies they comfortable with few. So in that sense, my question is, when we can say, when is enough?
0: Yeah, that's a, it's a good question. Uh, when is enough? <laughs> so that's something you have to work out. That's something you have to work out. Yeah, because. <clears throat> The, the whole point of Krishna Consciousness, as Ruba Goswami tells us in the Bhakti Rasam Rida Sindhu, he quotes that, you must always remember Krishna and never forget Krishna. So if you have 18 saris and you're always thinking, oh, maybe I should have 19 or 26, or like, then you're not remembering Krishna, so it's not helping you. So if you have eight saris, which I think now you're telling the truth, you have eight, right? So, if you have eight saris, but you're thinking of Krishna, that's perfect. If you have twenty-two, but you're thinking of Krishna, that's perfect. That's okay. So, whatever is helping you to rem- remember Krishna, only you can tell. You know, but if you have too many things, maybe it will make you forget Krishna. That's not good. So, you have to work it out. Everyone, like you said, everyone is different. You know, there's not no, no rule. It's not like, oh, you know, we're not going to talk to all the devotees who have ten saris or more. Yeah, we're not going to be like that, but it means what is, what is helping you remember Krishna? That's the point. Is it okay? Yeah. Any other question? Oh, yeah. Okay, like that. It just means... Prabhupada told us that any devotee in ISKCON who chants minimum 16 rounds a day and follows the four regular principles will go back to Godhead in this lifetime. It doesn't matter which ashram you're in. But it just means how you do it, like how you make the journey that is different. So for a Greek it's it's called the safe way because it's gradual. The advancement may not be as quick. It may not be. It could be as quick. You know, many grihasthas can advance even more quickly than brahmacharis or sannyasis. Right? It depends on how how much bhakti they have for Krishna. But if you are practicing in the renounced ashram, you know, brahmachari sannyas, and you are mm, without material desires and material attachments, that's the sure way back. Right? It means there's no distractions. You can just, you know, greenhouse dash We all know, all of us are in greenhouse dash So many distractions, like today we have to go to work. So you have to spend hours on the computer and in meetings and talking about things that you really don't have a lot of interest in, but you have to do it. So it's a distraction, so it's, it's gradual. Whereas for the brahmachari and the Prabhupada said brahmachari life is best because you can just power back to Krishna. No distractions, that's good. You know so really Yeah, because if you look at Prabhupada as the perfect example. Mm-hmm. Right? Everything was connected to Krishna. So whether you're a Grihasta or Brahmacharya sannyasa, but we look at the devotee, we see how dedicated are they to Krishna in their their mind, their thoughts, their words, and their deeds. The, the ashram is not important, right? It's, you know, some Greek houses just fully, you know, Prabhupada even says, there's quotes where Prabhupada said, uh, if you can live with a beautiful wife, but you are just fully fixed on serving Krishna. He said, you're even better than a sannyasi. Prabhupada says that. There's places where he says things like that. So, the ashram is not important. It's Kala Yuga. I mean, everything's problematic and mixed up. The ashram is not important. What's important is how fixed you are in your Krishna consciousness. That's what's important. Please come again. Oh, that's good. Any other questions? Okay. Shilla pro by key. Okay. Nitai go run go. Nitai go run go. go Go go
1: Shall
3: Sri Sri Guru, Sri Gita Padakmalang, Sri Guru. jasna khantam vart shivirantam saktaitam damadhutam parigan krishna chaitanam Shri Krishna Padha, Sadhana, Jalita, Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nidthananda Sriyatayta Gada Adhara Sivashadi Gauhatam Thank you Oh, I I जय not हरे 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 नाम हरे Rama, Hare Rama, Rama, Rama. ramana <laughs> hari